Cool. Okay, Anthony, there you go. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. That's great. That's great. Um, can't. I don't know what the name is, but we'll just do it. Uh, any guidance, advice, protocols on how to dissolve stage three colorectal cancer and help with excruciating and, grip, and gripping, gripping near constant pain in the abdominal and anal area. Oh, pretty much bedridden at this stage and any movement increases my pain considerably. I'm now very thin, 183, 43 kilograms. Mm, 61, white female, diagnosed with colorectal cancer three years ago. I have not done chemo. I have many poos a day. I drink a lot of water. Cannot do enemas due to location of tumor. I am vegetarian. Do, however, take desiccated liver. Not as beneficial as the real thing I know. Eat lots of vegetables. Recently given up dairy. I use herbal supplements and bitters. There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay, so let's just start with the... As I say, if we could start at the very beginning, that would be a good place to start. So, we believe this is colorectal cancer. Hmm. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. So, we have a deficiency in the intestines. Now, the genetic theory for cancer has been totally, totally disproven. It's fake, false. That's not what's happening. So, what appears to be happening in cancer is you have a part of your body that your body has been unable to repair for whatever reason. Unable to repair. And because it's not able to repair it, it collects all kinds of trash and miscellaneous parts in that area it's been unable to, to repair. And that thing is called a tumor, and doctors recommend all kinds of bizarre stuff. So what we understand, when I say we, it's the royal we, like doctors, recent research, blah, 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 is what's called colorectal cancer is actually a, a parasite infestation. You can call it worms if you want to. So your next best bet at this point would be ivermectin. I don't usually recommend drugs, but. So take your weight in pounds, divide by 10, and that's how many milligrams of ivermectin you take. You only take it uh, once every two weeks because that's the safe dose. There are people who like to take it every day, more than once a day, blah, blah, blah. The problem is it accumulates. So once every two weeks, is going to be fine for you. So that's one thing. The next thing is, how did things get here? What happened? How did you reach the point where your body could not repair and maintain your intestines? Well, the answer is, your vegetarian diet did not have the connective tissue in it. There's no vegetable source of connective tissue to repair your intestines. You went too far and stayed too long. So what's the answer? The answer, if you have the nerve to do it, which you may have and you may not, but it's your choice. Uh, I kind of like the cow small intestine because it doesn't stink. And you can boil it up. I like to pressure cook it for two hours. So I like it really soft where it's not so chewy because I don't like chewing it. And it goes well flavor-wise in a tomato sauce. But your intestines might not be able to handle a tomato sauce. So maybe um, just put it in a herb sauce, like some thyme and salt or whatever, uh, and boil it up with some, uh, and serve it over white rice. Chop it real small because, you know, the flavor's kind of strange to you. But that's the thing to eat. 
and you just not going to take you much, maybe two or three spoonfuls a day, and it's going to help. Uh, as far as your bowel movements go, you should do whatever you have to do to try and have bowel movements, uh, whether it's uh, vitality capsules, whether it's increasing your water, whatever. The desiccated liver, I think, is, I mean, if you think it's helping, fine, but, you know. Evidently it's not. It's been three years, you know. No, we don't know how long she's been taking it. We don't know if it's making her feel a little bit better, but not much better. We don't, we don't have that information. So if taking the SK liver is helping her feel better, then fine, take it. But, um, you know, she, she's, she's got to, you know, as they say, balls of the wall, <laughs> go for what you know. Uh, if she's taking the SK liver, then she's, like, not really serious. But what I'd recommend is eat the intestine, and you can even go next level. I mean, again, I would pull out all the stops. You're miserable, you're bedridden, you're weak. It's a mess. Um, every organ, cow organ you can get your hands on, half pound of each one of them, put it in a pot, boil it up, mm. you know, cover it with water, boil it, I don't know, two hours, or use Instant Pot for two hours, drain it, and drink that broth. You can put salt in it, put your favorite spices in it, whatever, make it taste good, dilute it, whatever you got to do, and drink it. You will literally feel your body uh, coming back to life. Wow. So that's what I would recommend. Pretty drastic, I know. <laughs> Not everybody would do it. <laughs> but yeah, this is my recommendation. No, no obligation. You know, after all, it's free, whatever, right? No, hmm. you, you sign the agreement to do what I recommended. So. Just take it as information and, you know, do the best you can. Yeah. So you were talking about doing as many uh, organs from the cows as you can to do that broth, to make that broth. Right. Uh, like, you know, the liver, the kidney, the spleen, the lung, the heart, uh, even the intestines, whatever you can get your hands on. If you can get your hand on a little bit of brain, great, throw it in the pot too. And boil it all up. Wow. Now, if you look on the internet, you'll find all kinds of elaborate spice recipes, blah, 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 blah. I have tried so many of them. It's really a waste of time. Um, what really comes down to you is enough salt, enough of your favorite spice, whether it's Italian spice, uh, curry spice, uh, Hindu spice, whatever spice blend you Just like. Just to get it down. Get Put that in there so it tastes good to you. Right. Mm -hmm. That's really what it comes down to. And all these elaborate recipes for this organ meat, that organ meat. It's, it's, just, it's just time consuming and unnecessary trouble. Yeah. And she would just do this ongoing, do you think? Just keep doing it until she's feeling better? No, no. Her body's going to tell her, uh, okay. you know, that's, that's enough. Oh. Or I'm, so she might boil up uh, maybe a gallon of this stuff and find that she's got diluted to one-fifth strength or something in order to drink it comfortably. She might find that after three days of drinking it, her body says, oh, okay, we're good for now. And then she'll find it being three more days, she actually craves it, and then she'll drink some more. So you've got to go with, you know, what your body feels. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, uh, you know, she's got to take the ivermectin to shrink this tumor and then um, eat some intestines to repair her intestines and then um, start adding some vegetables. She can use, you know, overcooked vegetables are nice. Put a little bit of fiber in there, not too much. How does the ivermectin work on shrinking a tumor? Do we know the mechanism? Yes, it stops the parasites from uh, growing. And so they stop having babies, basically. 
Oh, so you're you're saying that the the tumor is a parasite thing? It's a parasite house, yeah, parasite condo. Parasite condo. Hmm. Yeah. Is that what the cancer cells are trying to do to encapsulate the parasites? No, the cancer cells, what they're calling cancer cells, are the uh, parasites. Parasites. Parasites living in the cells. Yeah. Wow. What a trip. They don't teach you that in medical school. No, I had to leave medical school and uh, leave my license. <laughs> Here, we're going to sort that one out. Take this license and put it under my a bird cage for you. Exactly right. Yep. Let the birds handle that. Hello, Dr. Daniels and Patrick. A 60-year-old man, average height and weight. How to get yeah. stones out of my gallbladder and liver to avoid surgery. The doctor wants to take out my gallbladder. The pain is severe. What about Hula-Clark method? Yeah, I'm not a Hilda Clark fan. Okay. So if you want to dissolve stones, uh, bitters dissolve stones, sauerkraut juice dissolves stones, just go you know, straight to the point there. And then you want to increase your stools and make your stools soft. So what you're trying to do is get some flow through that bile area and soften the stones. So there are liver flushes you can do that supposedly soften stones. The problem with those liver flushes is they are very stressful and they do require a period of uh, dehydration, malnutrition, and stress in the, uh, the system that can be uh, dangerous. So if you want to do a Hilda Clark liver flush um, type thing, you know, I would recommend doing it not very often. You might want to do it maybe once or something, maybe once or twice a year at the most. But what's really going to, well, first of all, what caused your stones was dehydration and constipation. In other words, not enough bowel movements and not enough water for the diet that you're eating. So if you can increase your water and increase your bowel movements, that's one thing to do. The next thing you do is you have pain, you know where it is, you can take your finger, you can point to it. Put turpentine on that spot. The turpentine will directly uh, melt the stones and will directly ease the muscle spasm so the stones can um, exist without you having pain. So that that's what I would recommend. Years ago, Dr. Daniels, you told a story about how your daughter sprained her ankle while playing sports. You had her drink a lot of water and take a teaspoon of turpentine and a quarter cup of castor oil. She pooped right. a lot and pain-free the next morning. Why did this work? <laughs> Uh, it worked because, first of all, it was a sprain, not a break. <laughs> but second of all, because what makes a sprain so painful is the collection of uh, chemicals that collect in the area of the sprain. And so this whole process uh, that she went through with the castor oil and the turpentine removed all of the uh, non-helpful inflammatory stuff at that site. And so just allowed it just to go ahead and heal. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, here's an email from Bella. Shedding from the vaccines, real or fake? It's real but fake. So how, what, what do I mean by that? <laughs> real but fake. Shedding from the vaccines is real. They're shedding from all, all live vaccines. This is why when little Junior at two months old gets his vaccines, they say, is grandma taking chemo? Is she immunosuppressed? Don't let him go around grandma for a couple of weeks because he's shedding. And so people need to go to school on this 
COVID vaccine thing, understand it is true of all live vaccines. Or really, just to say all vaccines, all right? Vaccine. Who knows the truth about what's live and what's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. So what we need to understand is you should no more shun anyone who's gotten the latest vaccine than you should ostracize the two-month-old whose mother thought she was doing the right thing by taking him for his vaccine. Mm-hmm. So the threat is real, but we need to understand that we have been living with an equal threat for decades. And there is no reason for increased panic at the moment above and beyond the panic maybe we should have already had before. So if, if you're going to take precautions against the so-called vaccine shedding, I say the first step is stop vaccinating anyone and everyone in your vicinity. Next thing is, okay, there's some people going to be shedding vaccines, you know who they are, maybe, you know, a coworker, whatever. Uh, you need to just keep your immune system where it's not compromised. You know, keep that cholesterol up, keep the water intake high, keep the bowel movements going and take, you know, turpentine from time to time and you'll be just fine. Uh, we have a five-year-old girl, grapefruit-sized cyst, wow, below her right shoulder blade. She's been examined by the Mayo Clinic doctors. Oh, God, she got out of there. True, <laughs> man. <laughs> if you got out of there alive, you're good. They have determined that it is non-cancerous. Any thoughts? By the way, the little girl has had this condition for three years. Wow. And is in no pain, but it's just there. That's weird. Okay, so... Three years and a five-year-old, no pain. Let's just call it harmless, all right? Let's, yeah. This is not worth giving deadly therapy over. Can we agree on that? Yes. So in other words, it's not worth putting her under anesthesia and cutting her open. So don't do that. Uh, she's five years old. I don't know the rest of her story, but if she's got this uh, lump there, you have to take a look at her bowel movements, kick those up for five-year-old. Five times a day is a good number, more than for adults, right? So you have to increase her bowel movements, again, increase her water. Once you've done that, now you can handle the, you know, here comes the cure. So I would um, put castor oil on her, like um, waist down for three days, and then neck down. And that will dissolve the lump. Whoa. And you have to <laughs> diet and see there's something wrong with her diet um, that's maintaining this. The other thing you want to do with her is get her out of the house, get her exercising, put her in a meadow, and let her know if she wants to, you want her to run to the end of the meadow and back five times because, well, then you'll give her a gold star. Hmm. Yeah. Get her ready for school. Yeah, you do it for gold star. Yeah. Move. <laughs> get her moving. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get her moving. If you get her moving, then you can get this thing back uh, in circulation and get it at least to shrink as she grows. So... Uh, this is kind of a clogged up thing with the lymph system and exactly so her body has had some kind of problem mm-hmm. eliminating waste and it's just decided to put it all right here I see yeah. <clears throat> we're talking with Dr. Jennifer Daniels we're going to do a, a, a quick little break here and then we'll be back we have uh, see how many emails we can get to before she has to leave and get back to crocheting she's got a crocheting class. No, I'm just kidding. I just made that up. Um, if you, if you, <laughs> I just make it up as I go, and then I can tell if she, Anyway, yeah, check it. Check this. I get one of these. Here's physicist, biologist, chemist, Dr. Gerald Pollack 
on far infrared saunas. Infrared uh, energy is what builds this fourth phase of water. And the idea of a sauna, you know, you go in and you sweat and you, you receive this infrared energy and you feel great after you, uh, after you come out. I felt uh, the same, and so have so many people. And most of us think, well, you know, it's just uh, some sort of psychological issue, and it, 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 it might be. However, experimentally, we know that infrared energy builds the fourth phase. Your cells should be or should be filled with this fourth phase, but, uh, but you know, we're, we tend to be somewhat dehydrated uh, and missing some of this this fourth phase. And so what happens is if you subject yourself to infrared, the infrared is absorbed by your body, absorbed by your cells, and it converts ordinary water to fourth phase water, and then you feel better. How cool is that, structuring the water in your body with the relax, far infrared? I think it's pretty cool. I just like it. I do that sauna for whatever, for whatever it's worth, you know. You might turn crazy like I am, so be careful. Don't try this at home, but I do it in my sauna every night in my life before bedtime, and I do a cold shower, and um, I just really like it. There's so many good things going on in your entire circulatory system. There's been plenty of research and work um, with the heart, the circulatory system, and uh, when you do a sauna, and your your pulse rate goes, mine goes from like 55 or 60 to 80 or so, and you sweat, and it's just, I think it tricks your body into think you just ran around the block or something. But I like it a lot, I think it's very valuable. I've been doing mine for 10 years or so, and I'm doing pretty good, and I've been around um, a few few years on this earth plane. Yep, even more than Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Probably 10 years more than she, she's just a kid. So what what can I tell you? So uh, get a sauna. I think you'll like it. Um, I know you'll like it. And just the only way to get the price is to email me, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. And I'll give you the price for wherever you live. Generally, lower 48 is $1,295. That's delivered. $1,295 delivered in the lower 48 no matter where you live around the world, we can get it to you. I mean, it doesn't matter where you live. We were talking to Wayne Blakely, the Living Streams guy, and he told us some interesting things about sulfur. When we eat the glyphosate, mm-hmm. what it does inhibits the plant from uptaking any minerals and nutrients from the soil. Right, right. And the plants die. Okay, so that's what it does to us. When we eat the glyphosate, exactly the same thing. It stops the uptake minerals, and especially sulfur. And sulfur causes people... We're made up of 52% sulfur to take away the water, okay? And we're sulfur beings. We have to have sulfur to keep us sane. We have to, to have sulfur in our brains to keep us sane. Otherwise, we go, we get manic, you know, bipolar, uh, things like this, and you have to be on drugs. That's, a, that's all caused from the glyphosate. Yeah, we've heard that about the sulfur. We've had uh, Stephanie Seneff on from MIT. Yeah, I know Stephanie. Yeah, yeah do you? Stephanie. And the whole yeah. sulfur cycle. Oh, that's, yeah. Well, we probably would be eating sulfur every day, whether the glyphosates are there or not, but this is another good reason. People just feel better taking it. Brings oxygen everywhere. You can order sulfur. Three prices, United States, Canada, and worldwide. Email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com if you want to order more than four pounds and a discount. Sulfur, organic sulfur. Yeah, it's the real deal. There's no silicone dioxide, nothing else but pure organic sulfur. 
on OneRadioNetwork.com. You know, I was thinking the other day that that's the only supplement, quote, quote, that I take because I don't know how they make it. I think they use DMSO and uh, hydrogen peroxide. Somehow they make the sulfur. It's made in a lab. So it's a supplement, but that's it. Everything else that I take is from a once living source food only for what that's worth. I just think that's the way to go. But um, sulfur I do. I like so. Okay, so we're going to go back to Dr. Jennifer Daniels and see what she's up to. Oh, she's crocheting. Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas, this is one radionetwork.com. Oh, my God. Good morning, Dr. Daniels and Patrick. My mom was recently diagnosed with, I'm going to spell it, H-E-M-I-P-A-R-E-S-I-S on her left side after being rushed to the hospital for what happened to be a stroke, which I think was brought on due to that she was experiencing stress. She is on one oh. blood pressure medication, Lysotartan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. What can she do to regain her full functionality of her left side? So she had a stroke. Wow. All right. Again, let's begin at the very beginning. <laughs> what caused the stroke? I don't know. So they think it's caused by stress. So you can say stress, but everybody has stress. So why did her stress give her a stroke? It gave her a stroke because at the time she experienced the stress, she was dehydrated. So her number one thing right now is to increase her water intake. So take her weight in pounds divided by 50 and that many liters a day. That's her goal. Every day. And um, so that's the place to start. And it's also going to help her brain to heal. But the first thing place to start with is the water. All right, let's just say she's got the water figured out. Then she's got to get the bowel movements figured out. Okay, got the bowel movements figured out, three a day, any way you can get them. Vitality capsules, prunes, whatever you have to do. <laughs> whatever. So she's pooping three times a day. She's drinking plenty of water. She should actually notice an improvement already. But let's not stop there. Let's not stop. Um, I would give her like uh, three ounces of liver twice a week and about... Mm, maybe two ounces of brain two or three times a week. Now, I'm just mentioning what to add. Obviously, she should already have lots of vegetables, a little bit of fruit, and maybe, I don't know, a quarter cup of rice or potatoes every day. And, but she, but that's, that's what will turn it around. Now, the other secret ingredient is um, milk thistle. And the dose for that is about a teaspoon in water I would start with once a day. She can go up to three times a day. But uh, what that does is that accelerates the liver removing trash in the system. So it expedites the body removing the damaged brain cells, getting them out so that her dietary change can create and make new brain cells. Hmm. Brain cells. Brain cells. Yeah. And then, of course, the part that, of her body that's not working, the part that's paralyzed. Um, somebody should just move it through a range of motion uh, maybe two or three times a day. And the reason for that is to stimulate the brain to understand or the immune system to understand, hey, important, fix this, fix it. Hmm. So that's what they should do. There you go. 
Um, but we need to disabuse mom or anyone of the idea that stress caused this. What really caused it was malnutrition, not enough cholesterol, and dehydration, not enough water. There you go. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, I'm going to do a little plug here. This is not um, uh, making any claims. I don't do medical advice, but there's uh, quite a bit of evidence. More and more is coming out in China and Japan, especially, that uh, using molecular hydrogen to breathe it, drink the water, is helping people heal um, from strokes. You can go to molecularhydrogeninstitute.org, see a lot of peer-reviewed studies. If you can believe what that even means anymore, <laughs> you know, who knows? But molecular hydrogen, it could be something. You get a machine through our website, promo code one radio 20% off. If I had somebody with that, I would get that and try it because I would do everything I can to get her back going again. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, my brother, another grandmother. We have lower back pain in grandma by her butt bone, and the doctors have done everything that they need, and they cannot pinpoint what is causing the problem. Her pain only appears in the morning after waking up and sometimes after she does lots of movement. She's an insulin-dependent diabetic but takes really good care of herself at 84. Causing this pain... Dependent diabetic. What does that mean? An insulin-dependent diabetic. I guess she takes insulin every day. Okay, so we don't know if she's type one or type two. That's she, important. She'd be know. two though, right? If, if she's on insulin, no. She may have been I on insulin. I'm sorry. Birth. I'm sorry. Don't I don't know. I'm just saying we don't know. Oh. Don't know. Let's assume, for the sake of discussion, she's type two. If she's type two. Go to VitalityCycles.com, download the Candida Cleaning Report, have her follow that diet, and she'll, her, di- her diabetes will be cured in about a week or two. Okay. So she's got to get rid of her diabetes. That's a real fly in the ointment. Then with that, her diabetes medicine. So the, the insulin um, causes pain. Oh. All right. But let's say, you know, whatever. We are where we are. So somebody's got to do the gruesome deed. Uh, apply castor oil from mom's waist down to her knees. Someone's got to apply it in her butt, her butt crack right there where the pain is, every place. Then somebody's got to take, have mom lay down on her side. Actually, her back is okay too. Bend her hip and bend her knee towards her head as far as is comfortable, not trying to torture her. But if she works in this range of motion, that's what's going to relieve the pain. If mm. the pain is being caused by the soft tissue, again, they're not getting any lymphatic or, or blood flow because uh, mom is, is so inactive. So obviously, she's got to hydrate herself. She's got to poop. Again, follow the instructions in the Candida Cleaning Report. Even take some Vitality capsules and taper herself off of her insulin. So her target blood sugar should be 200. In other words, take however much insulin she needs to keep her blood sugar at 200. Why, Dr. Daniels? Because <clears throat> when she follows a diet, her blood sugar is going to drop about 50 points at a time. And if she maintains her insulin at a level that allows 200, her, as she follows a diet, her blood sugar will fall 50 points to 150 and she won't be in danger. If she medicates her blood sugar to a level of 100, follows a diet, her blood sugar falls to 50, it's going to pass out. So. She's got to switch her diabetic targets to around the 200 range, mm-hmm. and that way her uh, diet, as it works, will bring her blood sugar down, 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 and she can lower that insulin dose with it and do it safely. Gotcha. Several times t- 
today on this wonderful show. Thanks for being here. Um, you had mentioned the casserole from the waist down. Maybe you would right. talk about how to do that little escapade. Just uh, take off your clothes. <laughs> Or cast them all in your hand and just slather it on from the waist down. And then, cover every piece of skin you have. And just lie there for how long? How long? Oh, I don't lie there. I just put on my favorite pair of uh, ruined clothing. I and see. Go about my and go about <laughs> oh, so you just leave it on until it all soaks in. Yeah, but the problem is if you put on clothes you care about, of course. they're going to be they're gone. Good. I yeah. want the audience know yeah. that the clothes will be ruined. They, they will be ruined. I see. So you have special clothing. And so what happens there? What goes on, Doc, when, when the casserole soaks in? What, what happens? It soaks in, and it causes the cells that it encounters to detoxify. The same way if you drink it, wow. it causes diarrhea. When you put it on your skin, it literally purges all of those cells. Wow. And gets them to act as assistance to your liver. Wow. That's cool. And it's amazing at relieving pain. It's just awesome. Really? And sometimes yeah. you do your upper body the same way? Well, as the listener will recall, at one point I said to someone, waist down for three days, then neck down, right? <laughs> so if you try and do the whole body all at once out the gate and your body is not accustomed to castor oil, then the toxins will go everywhere, you'll get dizzy, you'll start seeing worms running around, <laughs> and you'll feel like your room is moving. That's a terrible experience. So that's why I say for the waist down <laughs> for three days, once a day. Wow. Yeah. It's really fun. I'm going to try that waist down thing just for fun. Um, anything I can do, Dr. Daniels, to reverse what appears to be asthma developing? I have moved, mowed lawns for 16 years. Lately, it is causing me difficulty breathing. I take a Benadryl in the evening, and by 3 a.m., I wake up with difficult breathing. How can I strengthen my lungs? Is there a way to get them to not react to dust, grass, weeds, I drink lots of water, pooping three to four times a day. Don't get out much, or, or don't go out to eat much. My wife, my wife makes food from scratch. Okay, so what's really going on here is he's working mowing lawns mm -hmm. and inhaling all this stuff, and it's accumulating, 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 so he's got to clean his lungs out. Yeah. That's the basic problem here. That's the problem. So he's already pooping enough. Great. Uh, he's drinking water. Great. So he needs to add the almighty milk thistle. Start with a tablespoon and a cup of water. You don't even need to make the tea, as a matter of fact. If you use ground milk thistle, it, it works just fine. So one teaspoon in water, uh, and you can do it, start with once a day, increase to three times a day. And what I found is that detoxifies the lungs. And, and my patients who have lawn mowing businesses and they have asthma. Really? Yeah, their asthma goes away. Now, I also put them on the basic uh, supplements I recommend in the Candida Cleaner document. So it's free. Go to vitalitycycles.com and there's a list. Now, people have said, oh, Dr. Daniels, you're recommending all these supplements and we don't really know about the purity. Can't you start offering them? So we have started offering them. <laughs> so we have. <laughs> we have started. Which one? You, what do you got there, babe? Selenium. Uh, selenium. Ah. Selenium which is made from the proper um, ingredient, which is selenium methionine, not the other stuff. And then we have vitamin C. Oh, good. Which is awesome. Good for you. And, wait a minute. 
We also have biotin. The biotin is optional. I just take it because I want to keep my hair thick. I don't want to bald or thin. So <laughs> it's working nicely. <laughs> so you do it for your hairs, biotin? Yeah, but for his condition, he doesn't need it. What's the selenium do? What's selenium about? Selenium is an amazing um, mineral that helps with uh, liver and brain function. Uh. And so it's going to help him, you know, again, to strengthen his overall situation so that his body can expel uh, this asthma. So, but that should really be enough for him because if he's doing lawns, he's physically active already, so yeah, that's good. Yeah. So the milk thistles is just helping the body to detoxify, which will help the, the lungs? Is that what's going on, to detoxify? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So the, what's happening is the, he's put so many chemicals into his body, the liver said, well, I, I can only take so okay. much. Mm. And let's leave the rest for the lungs. Let it accumulate in the lungs. Yeah. So now the person caller is saying, whoa, I'm getting wheezy. I don't think I'd like that. <laughs> now what he's got to do is get the liver to work a little harder. So it, the milk thistle basically coats every single liver cell in like a protective armor. So now it's going to suck up and take in all the toxins it refused to take before. Gotcha. And then reduces the burden on the lungs, boom, and the wheezing goes away. Hey, cool. Michael says, every now and then I wake up in the morning and I have such an excruciating pain in my calf, a cramp that I scream and blah, blah, and I've taken extra magnesium and extra electrolytes, but it doesn't seem to help. What do you think? Hmm. One teaspoon of salt and a cup of water, uh, drink it at bedtime, and there you go. It's a salt thing. Yeah, but a lot of salt. Teaspoon of salt, lost a lot of salt. Yeah. And then he needs to heavily salt his food to where it's almost too salty for him to eat. That's how salty he needs to make it. Well, really? just salt it up, salt it up. Yeah. Well, the only thing we don't know is we don't, well, see, this is September. Yeah, so it's warm everywhere up there. So a lot of times in this part of the year, September, people, you know, they do, they do cleaning or maybe some yard work or this or that, and they're perspiring or doing something where they're losing a lot more salt. And that causes those cramps at night. So heavily salt your food and take a teaspoon of salt and a cup of water before bedtime. The cramps will be gone either the first night or the second night that they'll be gone. Mm. And then what you can do is just have a teaspoon of salt in a glass of water next to the bedside. And people find that depending on their lifestyle or situation, they either take it once, they're done, never never comes back again, or they'll take it once or twice and they need to repeat it, you know, mm -hmm. once a week or twice a year or something. And what's your favorite salt again? Did you say you like the pink Himalayan? No, I didn't say I like it. I said if you want to spend money, that's what to get. Oh, I use the regular I have, I've come full circle on this. I yes. just use the cheap salt in the store, this iodized, whatever that is, in the bag, in the mystery bag, who knows. They don't even put ingredients in the label, like right. you say. No, I'm with you. Salt with iodine. So I'm in a different country from you guys, so uh, things here, the labeling here is pretty loose. Yeah. Uh, all I know is it's salt, it came from the ocean, and it's iodized. Yeah, gotcha. That's all the information I get. So... If you are in a first world country, then as far as I can tell, table salt will do just fine. Yeah. I this application. We have another Michael. This Michael has white matter in his brain. What? My mom's doctor no, told her. <laughs> boy, my mom's doctor told her he saw this on a brain scan after her stroke. She's on blood thinner and statins and is afraid to stop. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, let us all pray. <laughs> Just make arrangements. What's to do? What's what's the problem? What 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 is the problem here? The problem is she doesn't want to stop because she's afraid. But why would she want to stop? Because the doctor said she has white matter in her brain. Did the doctor tell her to stop because she has white matter in her brain? I don't know. Exactly. So we don't even understand the question. That's what I'm getting at here. Okay. okay. All right. So, uh, the doctor says she has white matter in her brain. We all have white matter in our brain. And this is a trick that doctors play on you. They'll tell you something about your body that's totally, totally normal. But because you're not aware of it, you're like, oh my God, it's a disease. It's a white matter disease. <laughs> it's, a, it's a white matter. And then, of course, the well-meaning census, oh, mom, the white matter is caused by those cholesterol and blood thinners. We need to stop them. Now, there are lots of reasons to stop those drugs, but the white matter is not the reason because we all have white matter, and quite frankly, you need white matter. So I say, if mom's enjoying seeing her doctor and taking these drugs and being ill and decrepit, then I let just just support that, you know. Yeah. She changed her diapers. She took care of you when you were young, and she was very kind and respectful to you even though you did a lot of stupid things when you were an infant and you could indulge her too good for you here's another mom this mom was diagnosed with cervical radiculopathy r-a-d-i-c-l-o-p-a-t-h cervical radiculopathy she has neck pain okay? Oh, okay she has neck pain they want to have so, surgery next month She's in constant pain, has bad headaches, and has connective tissue. Is this a connective tissue issue? What do you think? Yeah. Wow. Surgery's not going to work. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, what does she do about her neck pain? She's got neck pain. Now, radiculopathy, maybe it goes down into her arms. We're not really sure. Sure. She's got neck pain, possibly radiating to her arms. That we know. Uh, again, she can you can go gentle, put a little castor oil there. Uh, you can put a little turpentine there. Uh, as far as the diet goes, you can feed her, believe it or not, just feed her boiled up pork neck bones or cow neck bones and stew it, I mean, like two hours pressure cook till the connective tissue falls off the bone. You can chop it up. And make a little little soup for her or a little stew or something where she'll swallow it down and that will repair her neck one thing that really helps just phenomenally is chicken feet it really helps repair the spine so if you can get her to eat chicken feet that'd be great again all these complicated internet recipes don't worry about it just the thing you have to do about the chicken feet is bring them to a boil in some water throw in some baking soda uh, boil them for like eh, three minutes, not much. And then cut the little nails off so they don't look like baby fingers anymore. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> that. So I don't like <laughs> that. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. Then rinse them off, put them in some clean water, and boil them until done. Now, you can embellish it, right? You can, again, throw in your um, Italian spice or chicken spice seasoning or fish spice seasoning or curry seasoning. Whatever seasoning blend you like, Lowry season salt, doesn't matter. And then you can um, have her eat them, try and get her to eat them. And what she would need to do, once you cook them, and I pressure cook again two hours to get them where the bones are just falling apart. And she's got to literally pick up the chicken foot, suck all the uh, slimy stuff off of it, 
she can toss it and then each bone and there's like 23 bones per chicken but it's really tedious but it's so so effective it gets rid of the pain it fixes the whole spine it's just amazing let's say you can't get mom to go for that she's like i'm just not going to touch that slimy stuff i get it <laughs> i'm not <laughs> doing i'm not doing that. how long have i been at this right <laughs> <laughs> so you her loving son can um take the chicken feet uh put them in the blender and just blend it. Okay, so now you've got the chicken feet in the blender, you've got some salt in there, you've got some spices in there, you've tasted it, so now it tastes like something that mom might be okay with eating. All right, don't stop there. Then you want to saute her favorite vegetable, maybe Swiss chard, kale, broccoli, whatever, and stir this stuff up in it and have her just eat it. Say, mom, you don't need to chew this. Just swallow it. Hmm. And since she's just swallowing it, don't chew. If you chew, you'll be freaked out. Uh, then she'll get it down and it'll be just as helpful. Oh, that's very good. I like that. Uh, ben wants to know if too much iron can cause heart problems and reduce lifespan. Absolutely. Too much iron, especially for men. Is this a guy? Ben, yeah. Ben, yeah. Uh, especially for guys, yes, it's a problem. Yeah. So, is, that, is that the whole, I guess that's the whole answer. So the other question would be, well, well how much iron is okay for a guy? And the answer is as little as possible. So don't take any supplement that contains iron if you're a guy. Mm -hmm. That's the simple way. And food that has iron is fine. You can eat um, all you want. You know, prunes or whatever. Yeah. Ben just turned seventy-two. He's starting to get bent over when he walks. What can I do? Mm. Ben, you gotta straighten up and stiffen that. Straighten back. up and fly right, dude. Yeah, so Ben needs to do what's called the upward dog or the uh, sphinx position or whatever you want to call it. So he needs to exercise his spine and then it won't be bent over. So I'm, what am I, 65? I'll show you my spine. <laughs> Take a look at that. There. Look at that, baby. Not even a lump or a hump. No. So uh, you've got to hyperextend your back and do those exercises. You also need to increase your eating of connective tissue. Uh, you could do chicken feet, but probably in your case, you know, anything would do. Maybe cow foot or cow knuckle or ham hocks, any of those. But you've got to do the exercises along with it, and it'll straighten your back. Your, your back will just straighten right out. So you really like moving your head all the way back, your neck rather, right? You like that. Well, you move, you move your neck all the way back, but you're really trying to... Extra, uh, exert influence on this top thoracic spine bone here. Got you. T so from T1 to T6, that's where the curve happens. You know, like, like this. I see. So you've got to get that curve reversed. And you can use your head to kind of lead the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, here is... Uh, Janie in Boston, she was uh, diagnosed with MS, M M5, I can't read that, MS brain lesions? Does that Multiple make sense? Multiple sclerosis ah, brain lesions. Okay, I've been on the MS protocol diet for three weeks. I've had three or more bowel movements a day for the past few months. I'm ready to start enemas and turpentine. Question is, because the lesions are on my brain, do I need to modify my MS diet, or will the MS protocol heal my brain with the turpentine? 
Do we know anything about the MS protocol? I do not, my dear. I don't know what that is. I don't. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so we don't know what she's eating. We got no clue. We got no clue, no. Mm. MS diet. Do we have it? There's so many. Multiple Sclerosis Society of Canada, UK. So we have no clue. Yeah, I've never heard of an MS type, but I'm sure there is one. Oh, the Walls Protocol for MS treatment. Oh, we know yeah, that one. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So forget. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's pretend we didn't even hear about any particular diet. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell her. So, yeah, go to, <laughs> go to VitalityCycles.com, get the Candida Cleaner Protocol, follow that diet, and to that diet, you want to add um, high cholesterol foods. I'll give you a little list here. Liver, bull testicles, and brain. Occasional piece of beef. And that's it. That'll take care of it for you. And obviously, you can go with the turpentine. Oh, wait. Black squid egg. Black. Oh. The color black. Yeah. Squid, S-Q-U-I-D, egg. There you go. I've been, e- I've been eating some of that. I really like it. I don't know what it's doing, but it's kind of fun. I bought some. It gets rid of uh, muscle twitches huh. and any kind of uh, lack of motor control. So what you should be feeling with it is that you have more, somehow, when you decide to move, your arm or your leg, it just moves easier with more determination or without thought. Just boom, that's happens. what little squids do. They do this, aren't they? <laughs> little squids. <laughs> well, that's one way of thinking of it. That's right. John wants to know if eating cows and other animals, are we getting adrenochrome since adrenaline floods the animal's body when it realizes it's going to be killed? So the animals don't realize they're going to be killed. They've really gone a long way to refine the slaughter methods. Um, so you, you have a situation where the animal doesn't scream, it doesn't hear the other, other huh. animals scream, there's not this stress or this tension. So those barbaric uh, kill techniques have been eradicated from they've the gotten, They've gotten better at it, haven't they? They've gotten- exactly. So now you don't have the release of these hormones and chemicals. And they had to stop it, not so much, I mean, of course, uh, you know, being humane, but it affects the taste of the meat as well. Mm, so yeah. they had to stop that whole crazy process. That's good. Yeah, so now they have very uh, sophisticated processes where they kill the animal, the animal doesn't suffer, it's not aware that it's dying, and yeah. Just goes 90 blinkers. Aaron only yeah. drinks distilled water. Do I need to add minerals to it? If so, what mineral... What I add to the water. So I've been drinking distilled water now for mm, at least 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm deficient in anything. I don't think you're deficient. <laughs> so don't worry about that. I'm having a great time. So obviously it's not necessary to add a thing to the water. However, I do take shilajit. It's a trace mineral supplement. I do salt my food heavily. So I make sure I get plenty of electrolytes. Yeah. So is that, a, is that what electrolytes really are, a salt? Essentially, just salt. Just salt. Instead of telling you, telling you a lot of, selling you a lot of expensive stuff, and it's just basically mm-hmm. salt. So sodium, potassium, and chloride. That's it. Pretty much, that's it. 
Mary wants to know if drinking unsweetened cranberry juice helps with UTI. It could. It could. However, the question is, what's the, how do you get a UTI? What is it and how do you get rid of it? The UTI is caused by uh, drinking sugary foods, number one, and number two, constipation. So those E. coli that are in the bladder migrate there from the colon. The colon's constipated, it releases the E. coli, then they go to the bladder to be dumped because you're not pooping often enough. So you can drink cranberry juice, all the cranberry juice you want, and it might improve your symptoms, and that's nice. But what you really want is to get the underlying cause, which is constipation. Um, Sean goes into a bathtub when he has trouble sleeping in a hot bath and he falls asleep and he wakes up four or five hours later and the water is cold. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, he might want to be a little more efficient about it, you know, get some kind of heating situation going on in his bed so he can just get in the bed and go to sleep. <laughs> right. But if he likes to fall asleep that way, that's fine. Yeah. Um, when I lived in the cold north, um, literally, it would take me half an hour to fall asleep because I was just so so cold. And so anything I could do to warm myself up, and I didn't like getting wet. So what I would do is I would literally get these gel packs that I would heat in hot water. I'm sorry, I'd get hot water bottles, fill them with hot water, put them at the foot of my bed, or you know, under the cover at the bottom of the bed, put my feet on them to warm up, and then I could get to sleep real quick. And if I woke up because the uh, hot water bottles were cool, I just kicked them out of the bed and went right back to sleep. Cindy is in Idaho, and she went on vacation and used Epsom salts. And then after she soaked it, she applied Vicks and put socks on and went to bed. Stupid me, I didn't realize the consequences. My toes and pads of my right feet are very sore. I wonder what are the consequences she's talking about. Hmm. Well, when you use Vicks, you should not occlude the area. Occlude. That means cover it like with plastic or any barrier that doesn't allow it to breathe. Also, when you soak in Epsom salts, you open up all of your pores, and you put the Vicks on it that goes into your pores, again, really irritating. Ah, that's what happened. So, yeah, so she just puts like, uh, I would say either, yeah, carrot oil is nice. Put carrot oil on, that'll heal it quickly, get rid of the pain, get her back to square one. So you still using carrot oil on your face rather than castor? Uh, I've gone back to castor oil lately. Yeah, I have you? I try to keep tabs on you. I go back and forth yeah. from one to the other. Yeah. If I'm worried about my clothes getting ruined, then I use the carrot oil. Uh, if I'm not so worried about that, I use the castor oil. Mm -hmm. Marion wants to know if it's okay to use hair removal cream in the groin area. I usually use a razor, but I get ingrown hair sometimes. Hmm. Um, you might get ingrown hair from the hair removal cream as well. Because the ingrown hairs are caused by cutting the hair too short. So the hair removal cream is going to remove the hair by dissolving it and remove it at the skin level, even shorter than what you're shaving. You won't have the bumps, but you're going to get the ingrown hairs because the hair is curly. So the cure for ingrown hairs, if you're cutting your hair, unfortunately, is to cut the hair longer, to cut the hair at least a quarter of an inch long. And in your groin area, you're probably cutting it because maybe you're wearing a bikini or something or other, I don't know, whatever. 
But whatever reason you're cutting it, a quarter inch long is not, but might not fit your goal or purpose in shaving. Hmm. So, but that's the cure for ingrown hair is just to stop shaving. Or stop removing the hair at all. Oliver says, my penis has been lifeless for six months. Would it be? Only six months. God love Oliver. <laughs> and, oh, I can bring it back to life. Yes. <laughs> you know, here, check this out. Here's what he says. Would it be safe to use Viagra just once to see if it still works? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can use Viagra, you know, Cialis, whatever. I mean, it's, of course, it's a crapshoot, but your chances of dying are small. Hmm. So, you know, if you make sure you're well hydrated when you take it and you've been pooping regular, then yeah, you're you're going to it should it should work up fine. So, what could be at the root cause of his un, unhappy penis? It's it's the same old story, same right? Same old story. Malnutrition and dehydration. Now, in his case, you know, he's got a specific uh problem here. We don't know. We don't have enough information. But if he's on a vegan diet, then clearly he has no cholesterol, not making any testosterone, the whole machinery has been just unplugged. So if he's on a vegetarian slash vegan diet, or even worse, a chicken fish diet, get rid of that stuff and start eating, you know, bull testicles, steak, and uh, liver, and his penis will come right back to life. But let's say he's not vegan. Let's say he's just eating just whatever. That in that case, the problem is might be the food additives, uh, the white flour, and again, the meats. If it's not beef, it's not helping uh, little Junior there. Little Junior. I, I remember one day you said something like, um, what was it? Oh, if you're going to eat meat, eat something that's bigger than you so you become that and not a chicken or a, <laughs> or a rabbit or something. That makes sense, though. Like, eat a bull or, you know, a buffalo or... Yeah. Something big and mean and tough, you know. Uh, hey, Jess says, what are your thoughts about a carnivore diet? Many people on YouTube and others have been saying they've healed a lot of their health problems by converting to a carnivore diet. Absolutely. So what's going on is these people have tried the, uh, you know, vegan diet, vegetarian diet, and they've totally depleted all the nutrients found in meat. So now they're going to switch to a carnivore diet they're going to replace all that. They're going to regain their strength. They're going to feel awesome for a while until they start missing the nutrients that are found well, in vegetables. In vegetables. So you could go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and say the carnivore diet's the way, the vegan diet's the way. Blah, 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 you know. So, gotcha. Yeah. You need vegetables, and you need meat, and I hate to say it, oh, you need carbs. <laughs> Why do you hate to so, say? It? <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you're sick. You just look at your diet. What's missing? Am I not eating the meats? Am I not eating the carbs? Am I not eating the vegetables? And whatever one you see in your diet is missing, that's what you add. That's your problem. And you can cut back the other two if you need to cut them back in order to fit the third one in. But it's pretty simple. Pretty, very, very simple. I have one client, for example, who was impotent. But I think he was able to get a reaction. He, he was able to get an erection, but his semen was clear came out looking like water. And his wife, of course, could not get pregnant. So clearly he needed some cloudy semen that has something in it that could get somebody pregnant. Yeah. And so he was on a vegetarian vegan diet and we put him on a carnivore diet, bam, his semen got cloudy and his wife got pregnant. Wow, oh. interesting. Does that, so, oh, go ahead. you know, it depends on where you are on the spectrum. If he was a high meat diet, 
and his wife couldn't get pregnant. And there's something else going on. Yeah. We, yeah, we'd have to adjust something else. Maybe we'd increase his vegetables, for example. Hmm. What about sauerkraut juice? Sauerkraut, does it make a difference if you eat the... That's yes, it does make a difference. Um, if you want to get... If you drink the sauerkraut juice, you're going to get a bigger punch. It's going to have a much more forceful effect. So for the frozen shoulder, that's why I recommend sauerkraut juice. But if you just have a mild digestive situation, then the sauerkraut solid plus the juice is fine. Dr. Daniels, iodine comes from the soil. Farmers and ranchers have to know this. This is how it gets into the ocean water. However, some areas do not have iodine, such as the greater... Great Lakes region and goiter area. Wow. And cattle health is an issue, so we supplement with iodine salt blocks for the cows can lick it. Oh, I guess this is a farmer here writing in. Whatever. Those folks in the Midwest are getting goiter because they're not getting their iodine, so get the iodine salt. That's all I can tell you. You know, yes, farmer, I'm glad you're making your effort. I'm glad you're putting iodine in the cows, but a lot of people might not be eating much cows, so there you have it. So a lot of people who are are on the, like I said, I call it the fish and chicken diet. And so they benefit from his heroic efforts of feeding iodine to his cattle. Yeah, heroic efforts, yeah. Uh, Nancy in Washington, how do you cook cow brains? How much cow brains should we eat? How much vegetables should we eat with the cow brain? (laughs) They want to know all these things. What do you do? My website, vitalitycycles.com, tons of replays, I've talked about it. Even better is I have the Home Healers course which talks extensively about different organ meats, how to prepare them, and how to use them medicinally, and how often, and what else to put with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've experimented extensively with it, and uh, I won't say I've, I've uh, experienced a lot of difficulties, but I have, and overcome them, <laughs> and put that in the literature. So that would be the, the that would be the place to get the long story. Mm-hmm. But the short story is: cooking cow brain is easier than you think. Making it taste good is easier than you think. The difficult part is to, when you eat the cow brain, you've got to eat vegetable, you've got to eat carbs. If you don't, oh, and you've got to drink a lot of water. If you don't do those three things within, say, an hour of ingesting the brain, then you're going to feel pretty darn lousy. Yeah. And so, just so much fat. It's just so much fat, huh? It's even worse than that. Hmm. So, you have something called steak. And it has cholesterol. Liver has 10 times the cholesterol of steak. Brain has 10 times the cholesterol of liver. So you're dealing with something that has 100 times the cholesterol concentration of what your body is accustomed to. And when that gets inside of you, it goes... (laughs) Yeah. So you've got to give your body the co-nutrients to unwrap that in an orderly way so that you have a pleasant experience. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So again, when I first ate it, I didn't realize it. Well, first I uh, I boiled it and cooked it. Took a whiff of it. Oh, I cannot eat that. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna eat that stuff. Man. No. Then I had to go uh, and start making recipes and recipes and recipes. I think I've made like ten brain recipes varying degrees of difficulty and then once i made that even i had to say okay wait a minute now i can't just eat all of that that i want to because of course it tastes pretty darn good because at some point 
I got headache, dizziness, felt lousy. Then I said, okay, fine, back up, back up. What happened? What do I have to uh, adjust? And the adjustment was I had to add a quart of water that I had to drink. I had to um, eat some vegetables like immediately in order to stop the headache. Gotcha. So all these things are on the website. Uh, there's the free version, which is the uh, recordings. And then there's the paid version, which is the Home Healers course that really distills stuff down, organizes it for you, gives you all kinds of recipes and potions and everything, and even how to make your own home emergency healing kit. Hmm. So you're ready to handle anything that comes up. Good job. We just have a couple more. We've uh, taken you over our time. I appreciate your patience with it. So many emails this morning. Here's a 55-year-old email, and I just don't feel well. Aches and pains all over. To top it off, I was told I have cataracts. Where do I start the healing process? I am depressed from CJ in Los Angeles. Oh. Depressed. CJ's not feeling well. She's depressed. She has cataracts, and she just doesn't feel well. Uh Uh-huh. So, the I don't feel well feeling, I've been there. Uh, And at 55, that's a feeling you don't want to ignore because I don't feel well can often be followed by sudden death. The the, feel well. So, if you just don't feel well, uh, the most direct thing to do if you just don't feel well, again, like I told the person before, is to get organs from every uh, Mm. single organ of the cow you can boil up and sip the broth. That's the short solution. And you will feel just fine in a day. All that I don't feel well, gone. Um, But as far as the pain goes, that's another thing. Uh, I would just go to vitalitycycles.com, get the free report, the Candida Cleaner, and just follow the instructions there. Throw in a judicious amount of liver or the broth from the organs we mentioned. And the pain will go away. You'll start feeling better. And if you have the courage, extra turpentine, and bam, a whole new life. A whole new life. What do, you think, again. what do you think about calf's liver? Is it better, worse, or does it matter? Calf's liver. Calf's liver is the best. But people will tell me in the United States they cannot get it. It's hard to find. No one's that young. They're killing the old big cows with yeah. the big toxic livers. <laughs> so that's why I've had to give people all, uh, alternative like uh, the pork liver or uh, the chicken liver. Mm-hmm. It is hard to find. But the final one, question. From June, I only sleep four hours per night, and I've been taking a teaspoon of squid ink in the evening, but it just hasn't helped me sleep through the night. Any suggestions how I can sleep through the night from June? So, four hours, boom, she's up. Boom. Yeah, so squid ink is not a sleep aid. I thought it was, wasn't it? No. No, black squid ink uh, gives you your dopamine, your melanin, your neurotransmitters, but I wouldn't call it a sleep aid. I, I mean, I personally take mine midday if I can manage it. So for sleep, the simplest thing is um, a lavender oil uh, aerosolizer for the bedroom hmm. and chamomile tea. So you've got the lavender that you're inhaling and you've got the chamomile tea. And you've got to really pack in the lavender there, put enough into your lavender uh, diffuser thing get get diffuser to make sure it lasts the night and those are two things that really help people Hmm. the uh, chamomile do not make it according to instructions 
So they usually say a teaspoon of, of herb for a tea, a cup of tea. No. At least a tablespoon of herb, if not two tablespoons of herb for a cup of tea. And there you've got a real sedative. Woof. So you can uh, sip it. And if you fall asleep while you're sipping it, that's okay. Leave it by the bedside. <laughs> <laughs> if you wake up, then you can take a couple more sips and you'll fall right back to sleep. So that's pretty it, powerful. Stuff. It's that powerful. So you'd want to get a, a ground up herb, not a bag, a tea bag, right? Get a the real thing, right? I wouldn't get the ground up herb. Huh. I, I use the whole flowers, the chamomile flowers. Oh, you just get soft. the chamomile. Well. Yeah, I use the whole flower. Uh, yeah, and I use, uh, if I use it, I don't use it anymore, I sleep well. I fall asleep easily. But I use um, a tablespoon of the actual flour. Hmm. And so any, any things you've learned over the years why um, that we do wake up sometimes uh, in three or four hours? And Yes, yes. So people who sleep uh, a shorter period of time tend to have less physical activity. So they don't have... A physically demanding job or they're not doing you know mm-hmm. uh, strenuous activities so what's strenuous strenuous is um, something that leaves you in a drenching sweat let's just leave it like that so modern-day life has left people in a situation where they, they don't have that uh, condition the other thing is the chemicals in our food so I have one guy he had uh, difficulty staying asleep 100% organic on his vegetables and bam slept like a baby oh. So that also is indirectly addressed with the sweating, right? Because it dumps the toxins out through the skin. Um, the other reason for uh, reef sleep is a high meat diet. So if you can increase the vegetables in your diet, you're going to sleep longer. So when I was uh, on a 100% vegetable diet like vegan, I went to bed at 8 and didn't get up till 10. So there you have it. So Whoa. she can adjust the ratio of meats to vegetables in her diet. She can get the chemicals out of her diet, no processed food, no packaged food, everything from scratch, and the scratch is organic. So those are some things that she can do and then get physical exercise. And the other thing is um, stress, like listening to the news of any kind, whether it's the news you agree with or the news you disagree with. It's all distressing. <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. Just tune it out. So for me, with crocheting, I focus on the needle and the crochet stitch with each one. And so it moves all that stuff out of my brain. And when I go to bed at night, I'm dreaming about the next crochet stitch. Yeah, or the next phase of my project. So you might not want to crochet, but like I said, wood carving is good. Painting is another thing to take up. Piano playing, whatever. Yeah, good advice. Well, my dear, thanks so much for we uh, kept you over time because we had billions of emails. What can I tell you? I don't know. They just pour in from everywhere. You're a rock star. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, now you have new products at uh, VitalityCycles.com. Tell folks about what you have there when they come visit. You have selenium, biotin, vitamin yeah, C. Good. What's the vitamin C source? Uh, vitamin C source is hispidin, rutin, and rose hips. Wow, that's great. That's a good good combo, you huh? High, high quality on you there. Yeah, I? that's good. There it is. And there you see it on the back. That's a good source. Again, which are, what are the ingredients? Say it again. They are bioflavonoid complex, rutin. Rutin. Yep. There you go. Pretty cool. Good for you. Very cool. And, of course, our favorite mainstay, Vitality Cups, Capsules. Capsules. And then you have Regular. Vitality Capsules, Extra Strength, right? 
And regular. Do you, and get, regular. do you get like extra poops with extra strength? How does that work? Yes, you do get extra <laughs> poops. So a certain number of capsules will give you poops with the regular. It takes quite a bit fewer capsules for the extra strength, but the regular is more mild. And so many people prefer it because it's more mild. I remember I took one one time because I couldn't swallow the big capsule, and I unopened the capsule and took it, you know, in a teaspoon. Oh, mm-hmm. my, my God. God. <laughs> don't try that at home. Whoa. Man, it's strong. I don't know what you got in there, girl, but man, it's strong. <laughs> it's strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have fun today. Thanks for everything. Really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll see you in late October, right? It'll be fall. Fall will fell in by now. Yeah. All right. We'll see you then. Thanks, Bye-bye. baby. Bye bye. Take care of yourself. Patrick <laughs> Timponi with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Behave yourself. I would tell her behave herself, but I know she won't. So, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> she's not going to listen to me anyway. All right. I will see you kids tomorrow. We're going to have some fun. There's a gentleman that um, he's an author, a Christian fellow. Seems really interesting. And he's got this whole thing about uh, the earth not being, um, from a biblical perspective, not being a ball that's spinning around um, the sun, that it's actually a flat plane. And I think it's mentioned like 25 times in the Bible. And so we're going to talk to him. And then also tomorrow after his show, we are going to visit with Patrick and you and I. And I've been doing lots of uh, research on the inner planes with looking how the body is uh, formed through the mind, uh, through the brain, and the mind and the brain, and, and things like that. It's kind of my specialty. And, um, and then once you really understand, this is really cool, this is once you really understand that the body is not physical. It isn't. I mean, it seems like it's physical, because, you know, it seems physical, but even the quantum physicists will tell you it's not really physical. It's just a hologram here. And when we deal with the body on that level, which is what I do, and I can teach you how to do as well, there's a lot of cool things that can happen. For example, well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. So that's going to happen probably around 1130 after we do our uh, show on an immovable earth plane with this man. Let's see what his name is. Edward Hendry. He's a lawyer, written a bunch of books, and um, his book is called The Greatest Lie on Earth, Proof That Our World Is Not a Moving Globe. Hmm. So there. That'll be tomorrow. All right, uh, thanks for your ongoing support. If there's anything I can do for you, just email me, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. I'm at your service. It's what I do here for a living. And we'll see you in the morning with the greatest lie on earth. I love you. Take care. May the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.